With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti. And joining me yet again on the podcast is everyone's favorite guest of mine, I'm pretty sure, Victoria Kucharski. Hey, guys. It's me. Hey, it's us. Let's just start by a big old apology for not recording in a very long time. I think it's been three weeks now, and I told everyone, (laughs) I told everyone that follows me on Twitter, like, hey, I'm not recording Paranormal this week because I'm just taking a mental health week. Like, I'll be back next week. And then, like, Another week went by and another week went by. Pretty much. Yeah. Then people started getting at me on Instagram and I was just <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. But like, okay, to be fair, I also um, had planned to record with uh, my friend Libby from the Boys Don't Like Funny Girls podcast. And we had planned to get together this one Saturday. We were going to record it and then, or Friday, one of them. Um, and then I went to her house and she's like, Oh, like our friends, Chrissy. So Chrissy does the boys don't like funny girls podcast too. So I was like, cool. Chrissy's coming. Like she can also do this with us. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, but like our friend Stacy's also coming and Stacy's kind of shy. So we were like, okay, fine. Like we'll wait till after they leave and then we'll record. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time they left me and Libby were like two bottles of wine deep each. <laughs> like we were hammered. We did record an episode. <laughs> Oh, which I am recording oh, no. over right now. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to record it. And then I'm just not going to post it till tomorrow. I'll listen to it tomorrow when I'm sober. And if it's, if it's okay, then like, that's fine. Great. Um, it was not okay. It was not great. It started with Libby going like, hi, Marie. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't post this. But anyways, I took a mental health week. It was a stressful week. I'd been going through a lot with my family, with work, with everything. I've also been trying to like, like my goal for this year is to become like conventionally hot. And so I've been going to the gym like every day. Dragging my ass. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my stories where I am mean to Victoria and force her to come with me. Literally every day. Almost every day. Yeah, but you don't come every day. I just, I'm just very forceful with you every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. But I've been going every day. So it's been, just been hard because it's a new routine for me, obviously, to like work all day where I get yelled at by people about things that aren't my fault. And then <laughs> come home, make my dinner, clean my house, and then go to the gym and then come back and podcast. It's just like a nearly impossible feat. So I took a mental health week. I attempted to record on the second week. It didn't work out. The third week, I was just fucking tired as hell and still trying to get used to my new routines here. But I'm back. I'm here. I'm recording it back by popular demand. <laughs> shout out to Craig. And shout out to Craig for, <laughs> for like, okay. 
how I am with you and going to the gym. That's what Craig is like to me with updating the podcast. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Craig so much. And, um, yeah, he came into the office the other day and always makes a pit stop at my desk to be like, Where, where's, your, where's your next episode? I'm about to hit the road. Because he, he goes on the road for work, so he listens to the episodes while he's traveling. And yeah, he was just like, where's your next episode? And I was like, might I suggest episode two? It was a great episode. <laughs> like, re-listen to it. I'm fucking tired. I'm just tired all the time. And I'm sad all the time. I've just been like very depressed lately, but it's fine. I'm here for you guys, just like you're here for me. I'm here too. And, and Victoria's here for both of us, all of us, all of us, everybody, all of us. Victoria really is here for all of us. <laughs> Literally, I am. All right, you guys. I mean, okay, I guess I'm going to read you some of the messages I got while I was on my three-week hiatus, but, like, not really, like, okay, I'm reading you two stories that I got. I got, like, a couple emails being like, I love your podcast. I, I don't have any ghost stories, which is like, thank you. I love you. And I respond to them all, obviously. Of course. But the first one I'm going to read is actually from a girl named Courtney. So Courtney emailed me and she said, hi, first, I would just like to express how much I love your podcast. I enjoy how laid back and casual you are while telling your stories. Let me tell you something, Courtney. When I tell you these stories, that's about the only time I'm casual and laid back. The rest of my life, I'm a manic mess. It's true. So her first story, she goes, anyways, I've been experiencing paranormal experiences my entire life and I'm avoiding doing my math homework. Oh, I miss homework because it just meant that like I didn't have a full-time job of responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. So much easier. Oh, I have to do my math homework. No, I have an exam tomorrow. The biggest story. Oh, my um, math homework. Calculus. <laughs> I'm kidding, Courtney. I'm sure math sucks. Actually, I hated math. So, like, good job. <laughs> so, I'll just, so, I'll just tell them all. She said. <laughs> and because there's a lot, you can pick and choose which ones you'd like to share if you decide to. Well, guess what, Courtney? We're going to do them all. Woo! So, <laughs> the first one is she calls woman, woman on the stairs. I don't remember how old I was at the time, but I had to be no older than five. Me and my mom were at a family friend's house. We'll call her Tanya. After Tanya's sister had died of a drug overdose. um, Oh, she was at the house after Tanya's sister had died of a drug overdose. I had never met her. All the adults were in the basement after the funeral, and I was upstairs playing in her daughter's room. She was in her crib taking a nap, and the only other person upstairs was Tanya's husband. My My mom said I ran downstairs and looked very upset. I wouldn't tell her why, and I just wanted to be held. My mom didn't think anything of it until she asked me what was wrong. I told her the woman upstairs was being mean to me, but, but there was only a baby and a man upstairs. My mom asked what woman, but I wouldn't respond. She then asked me where the woman was now, and I pointed at the stairs. There was no one there. My mom was completely freaked out, and a few minutes later asked again where she was. Again, I replied with, she's on the stairs. After a few more minutes, she said I had perked back up, jumped out of her arms and yelled, I'm going to play with the lady upstairs again as I ran up the stairs. Keep in mind, I've never had imaginary friends. We believe it was Tanya's sister. I've had imaginary friends. Did you? I did. What were their names? I can't. No, Angelica. 
Angelica was one. That's a good one. And she was like a good friend. And then just one she day, was a good she was a good friend. It's because <laughs> I was the youngest of my whole, my family's huge. European families, of course. And I was the yeah. youngest of all cousins. And my sister and our closest to age cousin would always like branch off and leave me by myself to play. So it was me and Angelica. I had two. Their names. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Their names were Dickia and Dorman. <laughs> and it was a girl <laughs> and a boy. <laughs> and they were little. They were like an inch tall. Yes. Yeah. And that was that was oh them. My god. And my mom said that they used to blame stuff on them. So, I did too. <laughs> so like if I spilled something, my mom would be like, Who spilled this? And I would be like, Dickia did it. <laughs> she said she's sorry. <laughs> my mom like, fuck you. My mom said that just one day I just randomly stopped playing with my imaginary friend. She's like, where did Angelica go? And I was like, oh, she went to the hospital. Oh, my God. Sick. Oh, my God. And to this day, my mom, was, like, she reminds me of this. And she's like, I don't understand how you had such an imagination, like, to think of, a, oh, she went to the hospital. She yeah. was sick. She was sick. And she never came back. She never came back. I was a morbid child, apparently. Oh, my God, same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Courtney's next story is called The Haunted House. For about four years, I lived in a home we all believed to be haunted. When I was around eight, my mom was fixing the collar of my vampire costume on Halloween. Funny thing is, I remember this day, but I do not remember the incident. Anyway, my mom was knelt in front of me fixing my costume, and she said I had gotten a strange look on my face. Out of nowhere, I asked who the man behind her was. She turned around, but no one was there. She asked me what man, and I replied, he's gone now. While living in this house, my mom's boyfriend worked third shift. So basically, he slept during the day and worked at night. So my brother would sleep in her bed. He was three. And I would sleep on the floor because I was so terrified of sleeping in my own room. If her boyfriend had the night off, I would sleep on the couch. I was sleeping on the couch one night and woke up around three o'clock. I could hear someone whispering my name, but no one was awake. And I remember it to this day. As soon as we moved out of the house, I slept in my own bed with no issue. While living in the same house, my mom would hear voices. She describes them as hearing someone talk on the phone, where you could hear one end of the conversation, but not the other. She was the only person home. Her boyfriend was at work, and me and my brother were, were staying at my dad's that night. We moved into this new house about four years ago. In the time we lived there, my mother's mother and stepmother had both passed away. They did not get along very well, and we believe that because their ashes are next to each other, it causes tension in the house. One night, she was reading in her room. In her closet, she has a string light hanging from the ceiling. She looked up, and it was off. She heard a clicking noise, looked up, and her light was on. It was absolutely impossible to turn this on without someone physically pulling on it. This week, actually, I woke up out of a dead sleep at 2.40 in the morning. I read somewhere that if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's because you're in the presence of a spirit. Great, so I'm in the presence of a spirit all the time because I wake up constantly throughout the night. Yep. <sighs> I, don't, I didn't think anything of it, but when I woke up in the morning, my jewelry box was open. I shut it and tried to see how hard it was to open it myself. It closed magnetically and took quite a bit of force to open. I hadn't left it open because I had been wearing the same necklace for a week straight. The last story I'll share is not really paranormal, but more culty. I love this story. When she tells me this one, it's so creepy. 
Um, but I thought you'd find them interesting. I do find them interesting. Side note, if anybody else has like a culty kind of story, I want to hear it. So write it into me. Um, my dad was a teenager and was leaning out of his bedroom window smoking a cigarette. He used to live by the train tracks and woods. In the woods, there was an abandoned Girl Scout camp that was rumored to have cult rituals in it. He was leaning out of his window and he heard chanting coming from the directions of the railroad tracks and woods. He said the chants got closer and closer to him as if the voices were traveling down the tracks and toward his house. He then felt a burst of air in his face when the voices were at their loudest. After the air hit his face, the voices descended back into the forest. Chills. Like, yeah, chills. I really hope you enjoyed my stories and find them interesting enough to share on your podcast. I wish you the best, Courtney. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Courtney, I loved your stories. I loved the one about the cult. If anyone else has any good cult stories, write them in because those are goodies. Okay, Victoria. (laughs) 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 Never a dull moment with you guys. Never a dull moment. Victoria's going to tell us a story that she found online the other day when she was looking up something to tell on the podcast. Um, And... (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me laugh because today she was like, it's about. (laughs) Guys, keep in mind, I lived a very foreign childhood and I still sometimes don't know how to pronounce things. Her parents are straight from Poland. They came to Canada. Um, But no, she pronounced (laughs) it Yosemite Park. And I was like, do you know Yosemite? Yosemite. No, you Yosemite. called it Yosemite Park. And I was like, do you mean Yosemite? <laughs> anyway, this is Victoria's story of the Yosemite Park. So I found this online. I thought it was really interesting. And I sent it to Marie. And she was like, yes, we're going to read this. Love it. So here I am. Um... <laughs> Okay, it's me, Victoria. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. (laughs) It's called the Grouse Lake Ghost. And the South... Stop laughing. (laughs) I just want to make sure that that it is. Yeah, it's grouse. She... she, I think it's grouse. You're fine. Thank you. (laughs) You're fine. Us Canadians think it's grouse. We think it's grouse. Correct us if we're wrong. Okay. But we're not going to fix it. Back to the story. (laughs) In the southwestern corner of the National Park. I'm not going to say that word because I'm going to fire it again. I'm so tired, Victoria. We're going to get through this, morning. Okay, go. At the end of a trail lined with granite cliffs and towering emerald trees, you'll find Grouse Lake. At an altitude of 8,248 feet, the trail is long and steep. But those who persevere are rewarded with an awe-inspiring sight. The lake, midnight blue, glinting in the golden sunlight. At night, campfires dot Grouse Lake's shore 
flickering over contented faces and crackling over friendly conversation. Sleep should come easy, easily here, safe and sheltered in the firelight, your warm belly and full, watching as swaying sparks spiral up into the star-studded sky. But it doesn't. Not once you hear the cries from the lake, faint at first, then louder, intensified by a panicked gurgle of despair. A child calling for help. A child sobbing, begging you to come to his aid. You would be wise to ignore the phantom cries from the lake, but some are unable to close their minds to the child's desperate pleading. Out of courage or love or fear, someone will rise to their feet and rush to the lake, hoping to help. Down the rough slope, down toward the placid, placid, yeah, that word, and boundless depths. Faster and faster, pushing from the well-worn path by the wind down to the water's edge, they will rush the pleading voice. Hurrying headlong into the dark waters of the lake will not quiet the cries, nor will reaching for the pale hand that flutters weakly above the surface. The phantom of Grouse Lake is only a boy. He means no harm. He just wants to be helped. It isn't until he takes hold that would-be rescuers realize their mistake. There is no saving this child. He died long ago. By then, he will have his savior wrapped in his icy arms. Nothing can loosen his grip. No amount of wrestling, kicking, or pleading. It will be too late. The cries of a desperate, drowning soul will again echo through the night. No longer the waterlogged sobs of a boy long lost, but the choked and fearful panic of his rescuer beyond all help. In the morning, you'll pack up the tent and supplies. As you drive away, you won't be able to help looking back at the lake, knowing you'll return someday. There's just something about Grouse Lake that gets deep inside. There's something that pulls you in. Dun, dun, dun. Who wrote the article? Give them some credit because it was well written. So it was, it doesn't show who wrote it. Scroll up. Is there a thing up at the top? Bailey Jordan. Never mind. I lied. Bailey, Bailey Jordan, Jordan, you're a good writer. Hitrecord.org. Sick. Okay, cool. Well, there's the story of Yosemite National Park. <laughs> Just kidding. We know it's Yosemite now. Do we though? I know. You you might not know. <laughs> you do, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next story that I am going to tell you was written in to me by my favorite fan that I've ever heard from in my whole life. Her name is Ivy. So the subject line is, hi, my name is Ivy. I'm 10. <laughs> so We love you, Ivy. I do love Ivy. So she said, hi, Marie, with like four exclamation points, which I love. I have a story for you. About two years ago, when I was in the second grade and around Halloween, my grandpa died. I miss him very much, and I still cry myself to sleep. So one day I was playing with my rat. I will explain later. So I was playing with my rat and smelled my grandpa. Weird. I knew he was there because I am very interested in these paranormal things. I looked down the hallway and saw my grandpa. I took the rat with me to my room, and about five minutes later, he was clearly standing at the end of my bed. My mom said that dinner was ready. After I was done with my food, I went back in my room, got the rat back out, and saw my grandpa go into my mom's room. He still comes to me in visitation dreams. Okay, now the rat situation. (laughs) Now the rat situation. My mom is a vet tech at Cincinnati Children's Animal Program. She brought a black and white rat home and we named her Domino. She looked like a Domino in all caps. so cute. (laughs) It would be amazing if you put my story on the week of March 23rd or earlier. You don't have to, but it's my birthday. Thank you. I love your podcast. 
Ivy, thank you for writing in to me. This was the coolest message I've ever received. And I think you're the coolest 10-year-old that you're I've adorable. ever heard from. She's not adorable. She's a cool 10-year-old. She's cool. Child. She's cool. <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed that you wrote in to me. Um, and I loved your story of your grandpa. So thank you for writing that to me. Now, listen, look, everyone, I know I was gone for three weeks, so how am I supposed to pick a hometown? Am I right? It's true. How am I supposed to pick a hometown? I don't know. Why don't you do a home country? Is that possible? Oh, like just a story from one of these countries? That yeah. Was yeah. Um, I feel like that one would be good. Ireland. Ireland was in the top three this these last three weeks, followed closely by UK, Australia, Norway, India. Australia, that's so cool. Yeah, and I asked my cousin if it was her. Okay, so side note, I forgot to mention. Um, I found a long-lost cousin of mine. Literally. Living to work. Australia. So, hi, Helen, if you're listening. But um, she, <laughs> she, like, I was literally, okay, I was Googling my own name. I'll get to it. I was Googling my own name because I was applying um, at a job that I really wanted and I wanted to see what would come up when they Googled my name. So I went and I looked in the image search too, just to make sure that like any inappropriate photos from my Instagram, like maybe weren't showing or whatever. And um, I think we all do. Right. So I saw this one picture and I was like, oh, it's my sister. But like, I've never seen this picture of my sister before. And I clicked on it and it took me to her Twitter. And then from her Twitter, I found her Instagram, but it wasn't my sister. It was um, this girl with the same last name as me. And I was like, oh, we're definitely related. Yeah. She looks identical to us. Um, So I reached out to her on Instagram. We've been talking like every day since. And I just, I really love her. And I might be going to visit her. I don't know when. I think we said April would be a good time, but I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, cause it's a big, it's a long flight. It's it a big a decision. Really long it's not that I can't, like I can afford it. I can go. And Steven was all for it. Yeah. I just, it's just a big decision. Like, I don't know what I, I don't know. But anyways, regardless. Um, so yeah, cool. And, and so I asked her, I, I was like, or I texted, I was texting with her and she's like, Oh, what did you do? Like the other night? And I was like, Oh, I recorded an episode of my podcast, but I got too drunk with my friend Libby and like, we can't post it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, cool. You have a podcast. Let me like, what's it called? Like, I, but I had already seen that Australia was in the top five. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it wasn't her. Cause I thought maybe it was her, but it, it wasn't. It's so cool. I know. And I found like, I, there's a bunch of new countries on here that I've never shown up before. Like Norway, India, Japan, I, Japan's been on here a couple of times. Shout but, out like, Poland. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. There's Sri Lanka, Argentina, Singapore, Panama and Uganda are all countries that I've never seen before on this list. So thank you for stopping by and listening. I do obviously appreciate it. Um, I guess what we can do quickly then is, I mean, if you guys want to give me like one quick break, I can quickly look up who the, um, the, who has been listening for the, or the most for the last three weeks that I've been off the air. Um, and I can quickly find a haunting or a paranormal happening from there. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. Give me like five minutes to you guys. It's going to seem like one second. Okay, one sec. All right, we're back. So since we have been off 
of the air for three weeks, we decided that as a special treat for you, what we're actually going to do is we're both going to do a hometown paranormy story. Um, so Victoria found a really good one and I found a really good one. So we figured we'd both just read one. <laughs> and um, so I looked up who had been listening the most over the last three weeks and the top city was San Francisco again. So thank you, San Fran, for listening to me. Um, please invite me to San Francisco and invite me to come hang out with you guys. I want to go. I want to go. I know you want to go to San Fran. Yeah. But I'm going to the UK in September. So all the people in the UK, if you want to hang out with me, your favorite guest, <laughs> send Marie a shout out and... Maybe I'll hit you up. She's, yeah. And Victoria's really cute, and she's not married. She has a boyfriend, but she's not married yet. It's true. I do have a boyfriend, <laughs> but I'm not married. So if you're a cute UK fellow, <laughs> if you're a fit, if you're proper fit, yeah. then you're in the UK. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to San Fran. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Still love you all. Um, so okay. I apologize because I'm so tired, so I probably sound like a lunatic today, but go on. Yeah. Go on. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, this story is called Mary Ellen Pleasant Memorial Park. It's said that Mary Ellen Pleasant, the mother of civil rights in California and a general badass, haunts the tall eucalyptus tree she planted at 1661 Octavia Street, the site of her former property. Known as Mistress Pleasant, she was born into slavery in Augusta, Georgia in 1814 and later studied under Mary Laveau, 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 famous voodoo queen of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I know that. She was very good at acquiring information about the powerful, corrupt, and elite in N-O-L-A, NOLA, and she used that information. (laughs) Guys, it's my inner foreigner coming out, okay? I'm sorry. I make things interesting, okay? It's never a dull moment with me. Anyways, back to my story. Pleasant brought those same tactics to San Francisco, where she freed slaves through the Underground Railroad between 1850 to 1865, ran multiple businesses, owned a large swath swath of property on Octavia between Bush and Sutter Streets, and was worth a cool $30 million. Shit. Wouldn't be nice. Um, Pleasant's enemies tried to frame her for the death of her longtime partner and lover, Thomas Bell. A lengthy court battle would lead to Mary's downfall, losing everything she had spent a lifetime building. Although Mistress Pleasant died in poverty in 1904, she never left her slanky lower pack heights digs. In the middle of night, dogs freak out when people walked by the trees, and some people get whacked on the back of the head with acorns when no one is around. If it happens to you, don't worry. She's just playing. <laughs> I like her. She sounds like a cool chick. I know. I want to be her friend. I wish. All right. Well, that's that. That's that. All right. And the last one that we're going to tell you. This is actually about a UFO sighting. Ooh. And it was over San Francisco um, between 19... 19- the, the person that wrote it said that they can't remember if it was the, uh, if it was 69 or 1970, but <laughs> 1969, am I right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, 
okay, okay. We're just too tired. <laughs> so she wrote, uh, as my friend and I were t- taking advantage of a warm summer evening, we walked along a one-lane dirt road on top of a ridge behind my house. Years earlier, a house was built at the end of this road, but unfortunately it burnt to the ground when we were kids. It became our habit to sit on the cement steps where the front door would have been. It gave us a beautiful view of the San Francisco International Airport and the San Bruno Mountains. Being teenagers, this evening's conversation was about boys until something caught our attention towards the San Bruno Mountains. There was a bright light moving erratically across the sky. It would rise straight up at an unbelievable speed, stop suddenly, hover, and then move even even faster in a different direction. The light continued these erratic maneuvers for at least five minutes. We watched its performances in awe until it rose straight up at an extreme speed again and literally disappeared from the sky. I told her, I think we just saw a UFO. As the novelty of seeing a UFO wore off, we continued talking about other things until I had this overwhelming feeling to look up above me. As I did, I saw a gigantic round disc hovering directly above us. It was so large, it actually obscured my view of the sky. I felt if I raised my hand, I could touch it. So I actually tried, but it was too far away. I started to make mental notes while sitting below it. The bottom was seamless. The bottom was completely smooth. No writing or hieroglyphics were noticed. Glowed amber, not overly bright though. Totally silent while hovering over us. No reflections on the bottom of the disc. No lights on the ground from the disc. I really can't remember much else except suddenly there was five of us standing on the dirt road now. I was so surprised to see both of our sisters and a friend standing by us. This information comes from my sister. We were in front of my house when we heard our sisters screaming and thought they were being attacked. We ran down the street behind the houses and saw an amber disc hovering over them. We ran to them as fast as we could. Then I heard my friend screaming. Someone yelled for us to run, and when I looked at her, she was running in place and not going anywhere. I've only seen this in cartoons. Our friend ran up to her, threw her over his shoulder, and ran. As we ran along the top of the dirt road, the silent disc slowly followed us. We could see figures moving inside of the disc via openings around the middle of it. We stopped running as we got closer to the street and could see the street lights. Even though the disc was still hovering close by, the light from the street lights was a relief. I had this brilliant idea to get binoculars in order to see inside the disc. I ran down the ridges path to the back of my house. As I was running, up the back stairs, reaching for the door handle, I heard a voice tell me not to get the binoculars. I didn't even question the voice. I turned around, ran down the stairs, and ran back to my friends. My one friend asked me what happened to the binoculars, and I told her that I didn't get them. Oddly, she accepted what I said without further comment. We continued to watch the disc for a few more minutes until it shot straight up at an amazing speed and literally disappeared from sight. The five of us just stood there dumbfounded. Much later that evening, the five of us went back to the dirt road, hoping to see the disc again. From where we were standing, we could see much of San Francisco and the adjacent streets leading to our street. Uh, We were up there for maybe 30 minutes before we noticed a bright light coming down uh, towards us. It was a single bright light going very, very slowly. I wasn't sure what it was, but I remember everyone saying, it's a motorcycle, over and over again. This motorcycle turned right onto a street. I'm not going to say the street name which was a dead end. It stopped at the end of the street and shot straight up into the sky and disappeared from sight. The end. Holy shit. I I think I would have cried. UFOs really freak me out. Yeah. 
aliens freak me the fuck out. Do you believe in them? Oh, 100%. Me too. The, the universe 100%. is so vast. Like, it's just silly to think we're the only ones Please, here. like, please. <laughs> there's so much, there's so much that the government is hiding from us. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Like, Don't even get me started. It kills me. They have cures for stuff. They are hiding everything. 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 They're hiding everything. Everything possible. All of the things that you think aren't hidden are hidden. Literally. The things that you don't even know. You don't even know what they are. No. You don't even know. All right, cool. Thanks for tuning in to this. Re- I feel like this episode was so shit and I'm sorry, but um, thanks for tuning in. If you liked it, please rate, review, subscribe to my cool podcast and um, write me in your cool paranormal stories. You can send them to me on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is at Splendora underscore, um, or um, you can email them to, to me. It's A-D-O-R-A-N-T-I-M at gmail.com. And, um, that's it. I'm, I mean, unless you guys want to meet up with us when we're like traveling. Australia, I'm coming for you. I hope, I hope I'm coming for you. UK, Poland. We're here. Iceland. Victoria Literally, I'm going to Iceland too. You. So, shout Victoria out. is coming for you. Okay. Well, thanks for listening and stay spooky. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.